now, live from the Blind Ninja Studios in Western Wisconsin, a show with no purpose, hosted by experts at drinking, and they're almost definitely wearing pants. It's time for the Department of Offense. Welcome to episode 429 of the Program Fence. I'm your host, Casey. Joining me as always is Carlos. Yep. Joining us for the uh, the show so good that we recorded the intro three times. Oh, yeah, we probably could have recorded it four, my friend. <laughs> Before we get too deep here, I want to give a big shout out to our patrons, specifically our Black Belt patrons, Andy Thompson, Bjorn Bjornson, Hoppin' Bell Brewing, Brian Jones, Devin Sinson, and Phil Feldman. If you'd like to become a patron, head over to patreon.com slash blindestudios and become a patron today. Carlos, you were telling me something about our patrons just the other day. Do you remember what that was? Yeah, so you're, you're, you're familiar with like gaslights, right? They used to uh, like. Uh, I'm, I'm not like, actually. Used to run pipes. Through, those those through don't cities. exist. They used to. No, they don't. They never did. They never did. They they never did. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I like it's believable because it's insane. It's absolutely insane to run gas lines like through your city just and then just have a fire constantly blowing out of all these gas lines. And like it should have like burned down every city. Oh yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, definitely not the best plan. But how else are you going to get the gas around? Yeah, but like uh, they were our. Uh, well, what they've been up to though is like they looked at that as inspiration. Like you have all these gas lights going around. What if you rigged a city? So you had like beer lines running through, just ready just to shoot out like some beer. There is a brewery uh, in Belgium that runs their beer uh, under the streets in giant pipelines from their brewery in uh, Central Bruges to the outskirts of Bruges, where their packaging facility oh, is. Maybe you, maybe if you're maybe you're familiar enough that like because like one of the issues that they're coming up with is like how do you keep the beer fresh while it's in those lines? Well, how, they, what, what did they this brewery do? They they move it and then empty the lines. Oh, so because, it doesn't just sit in the lines. Because the problem is like it's what it, the problem is like it's more like a water fountain outlets at all these sp- spots. So like the beer is only moving when people are dumping it into like a container or just taking a drink. Right. Well, maybe it's a lot like um, tap lines, and you just have to like pour like the first like half pint out. Oh yeah, <laughs> maybe that's it. <laughs> that's the solution. <laughs> just waste beer, I guess. Make everything sticky. Yeah. So right now they're trying to shop that around to other cities, trying yeah. to figure out what city to. So if you'd like beer city. lines in your city or like to be part of this project, uh, which is a great civic product project, head over to Patreon.com/slash/blindness. You can become a patron today. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you caught on with a gaslighting joke. Yeah. Like. <laughs> well, because like it's just one of those things. Like it could have been made up. Like people could have lied about like that. Like oh no, that's not actually a thing. That's that's like a thing that H.G. Wells made up for a book or something, and like it caught on. Right. But it it is a thing. Yeah, it is. A thing. It was absolutely a thing. Um, yeah. So what have you been up to this week? Uh, not too much. Uh. Let's see. So I caught a, uh, a so there a podcast I listen to called Greatest Gen. They watch uh, Star Trek uh, uh, episode by episode, season by season, and then they talk about it. But they did a they're on a uh, a tour. Oh, awesome! And uh, so I caught a live show because they came to the Parkway in Minneapolis. So oh, very cool! That was a lot of fun. I went to see that. They were covering Star Trek Five, uh, the one where they kill God. They kill God. Well, a Klingon kills God. A Klingon kills God. Yeah, he was. He came there to kill uh, Kirk, but like God was there, so he killed God instead. Why was God there? Well, you know, 
I, it seemed like he was trapped, and he, I don't think it was actually God. He was like a super powerful entity trapped at the center of the universe. Oh, who called himself God? Okay, yeah. yeah no, I I went down this rabbit hole because somebody told me about a Star Trek where they killed God, and yeah. it like turns out it's not God. Well, I mean, everybody thinks he's God. It's just that like he tr- he's very Old Testament to you. Yeah. Yeah, but it was a. It's not a good movie. Like it started when it, it opened up. Like uh, I thought, like oh, this is it has like a kind of a little bit of a western feel and like a wasteland. It's like oh, this is kind of interesting, and then it went downhill from there. It uh, very quickly went downhill. Okay. Uh, but Spock has rocket boots in it, and that's. Uh, I mean, rocket boots are pretty dope. Yep. Yeah. Uh, oh, I need to interrupt this and say um, I know you guys are skipping through the nerd shit right now, but hi, Jacqueline and Regina. They tried to listen to our last right. episode on their way back from Devil's Lake, mm-hmm. and apparently they just skipped forward every time we started talking about nerd shit. That was the entire, like, half the yeah. episode. Yeah. They made like, that was what we were talking in. about. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's not a podcast anymore. You've, like, you, you've cut it all away. Yeah. There's a podcast about nerd shit. Yeah. I don't, yep. Well, let's see. What else have I been up to? Been playing some more Starfield. I think I'm getting, uh, like, tired of it, because I'm, like, I've... Uh, I had that feeling today, too, and I have way fewer hours than you do in it. Yeah, it's just like one of those, I, I've, I hit a point where they're like, well, I mean, I just keep doing these things. I do the story stuff. Like, I'm trying to focus on that now. But, like, it's... I the story's know. not great? And the planet exploration, exploration isn't great, too, because you're so slow, because you have to do everything by foot. There's no, like, transporter you can use or anything like that. Yeah, there's supposedly a big update dropping this week. Yeah. But. I don't think it's going to. I think it's, it's going to just be bug fixes. Yeah, that's kind of. I will say that this is the least buggy uh, Bethesda, Bethesda game. game that's been ever probably released. Yeah. And there's bugs in it, but it's just the least buggy. Yeah. And I, like, maybe it's too big, but I don't know. I guess I haven't really gone I, on well, to the core world. I think world. the thing is, like, it's not that big. I feel like it's like there is like like the planets, of course, like there is is like all like a giant planet that you can land anywhere on the planet, but it doesn't matter where you land on yeah. the planet. Like it, that's just like kind of like an artificial size. Like they really inflated the size. It feels more Fallouty than Elder Scrolls, but and but Fallout had a, a such a better story. And it's like. I'm confused about like the scale too because I like you have like these two cities. You have like the UC city that you go to like at the very beginning. New Atlantis. And then you have the Aquila City, which is like their opponent in the war. And like so like I like there's it's not like a sprawling settlement. And like there's a poor section of like both these t- cities have like a like a, like the the Atl- New Atlantis has like an underground section the of well. like people live yeah. in the well. And then there's the uh, Aquila City has like people like live on like the the bad street. But the, the problem is, like, there's so much planet out there. Just live on the planet. Well, there was that entire, uh, like, col- last colony or first contact arc. Yeah. Where, like, you kept bringing up, like, it's a giant fucking planet. Why can't they just live on the other side of it? And everybody's so against it. It's like, it's like even the game, is like everybody living in the game is like, oh, yeah, no, this is all fake size. Like, this is, like, you might as well be, like, a, a, a live over, live on the next block. Yeah, it's very weird. Like, because like humanity is not large enough that like they could even fill up like that many planets. Because like because the game takes place after like humans like abandoned had abandoned Earth, decimated like less than two hundred years prior. Yeah, and so like I'm sure like not everybody got not all 
nine billion people or whoever how many people got off Earth. And so I, there's like you have all these planets that are so sparse and like they these cities that they really care about like oh that's there's not enough room for everybody. There's so much room. Like there's nothing but room. There really is nothing but room. Like and there's nothing but resources. Like everything's resource rich. Like it's essentially post scarcity. Oh yeah, no. Like there's so many resources. Like there's they, no reason to have. Money. And they fought a war because like there was scarce because they were fighting over resources. It's like, but that doesn't make any sense at all. Yeah. Like uh, maybe it's just me. Like I have like hundreds of credits that I'm just burning through. Like and it's like more than a people will see in a lifetime. But I don't even have to do much. Yeah, well, I just I stumbled into multiple ships. And I steal all the contraband. Yeah, that's true. But what else am I supposed to do? Right. They're, they're yeah, just gonna, it's, it's just sitting there for them. I, I, yeah, I don't know. I'm getting kind of bored with it. I think I need to go back and I need to finish um, Tears of the Kingdom. Mm-hmm. Gotta. I'm gonna try to do all the shrines and then. Yeah, I'm thinking about going back to Ar- some Armored Core. Finish that game up. Yeah, yeah. I'm I, like. I don't really want to spend more time. I'm glad I didn't buy it. I'm glad I'm playing it on Game Pass. Um, and I think, like, my winter game is probably going to be, like, I might, ah, man, Baldur's Gate is really tempting. But, like, there's the new Spider-Man. I don't know. It's going to be a rough winter yeah. for games. But we'll see. Uh, but, yeah, besides that, I have not been up to anything. Well, what the heck? Yeah. Uh, let's see. What have I been up to, man? Um, let's see. I went up to the North Shore uh, this past weekend. Uh, Jacqueline's family has a has a thing up there every year, and so we went and stayed in some uh, cabins up by or up at uh, Hollow Rock, and did some hiking, and did some more hiking in the rain. No oh, fun. And then a little bit more walking in the rain, then dried off. Uh, and ate some brats and some you, burgers. Did you do another walk in the rain after that? No, nope, did not, not do another walk in the rain after that. Then we went mountain biking uh, over by uh, Grand Marais. And, uh, oh, then we got caught in the rain. And then we did some walking in the rain. Okay. Did some walking in the rain there uh, in two harbors to go get a coffee uh, and figure out where we wanted to do lunch in Duluth. And then there was a f- giant flood warning, like the entire stretch of the North Shore. So we're like... Oh, this could get interesting. But yeah, then we made our way down to Duluth. We got some sushi and then made it home. Fairly no, uneventful. Just even uh, down here, like we got a lot of rain. Yeah, it, I mean we got more today. I'm supposed to dry out kind of the rest of the week. Supposed to get a little bit of rain tonight, uh, overnight, and then the rest of the week it should dry out, which will be nice. Um, yeah, it's I guess it's good. Fall fall rain is a good thing. Maybe I don't know. Uh, beyond that. I haven't done much. I've been working on, uh, like, some coding stuff, like, outside of work, and just kind of chilling. Watching Ahsoka, which is incredible. It's been a blast. And That's good. I'll have to check it out. I'm probably not going to watch all the prereqs, though. I'll probably just jump right into Ahsoka. Yeah, you don't need all the prereqs, and if you're curious, like, like I, the I, internet will tell you about well, them. Well, that's the thing, like, I've picked up a lot, like, I'm sure I've picked up a, enough from, like, just watching, like, small clips or, like, people talk articles or yeah. things like that. Yeah. Yeah, the, there's only a couple episodes left, and I'm really curious to see what, uh, how it'll end up. And then Only Murders in the Building has just a couple of episodes left this season, and that's been pretty dope. This has been a good one. Uh, a lot of big, uh, a lot of big names. <laughs> Like, oh, good old Matthew Broderick. 
Um, but yeah, that's kind of it. Getting ready for the uh, the backyard Oktoberfest. I realized it's like four weeks away. Oh yeah. So I gotta like get get my P's and Q's lined up. I have everything planned. For the most part, I just actually have to put that plan into action now. I have to contact some people, make sure I get some beer. I got to build a couple of benches. Are we doing anything for like food wise? Yes, we are doing something food wise. Okay. We are doing an entire German feast. Oh, oh wow, that's gonna be complicated. I'm I'm working on it. Okay, I'm I'm like this close on the logistics of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm trying to get a final head count. Has been kind of the big thing. I think we're gonna be like pushing 20 people now because people keep getting invited (laughs) which is fine like yeah um but it'll be fun Uh, that's kind of that's kind of all i got my friend all right uh well we've probably got a a beer Uh, i should probably grab a glass yeah yeah why don't you go grab a glass and i'll talk about this beer we have uh the paulaner uh munchner lager uh which is the original munich lager from paulaner it's like the fest beer or a fest beer or really it's just a German lager and it's just gosh darn delightful. Um, this is kind of what I was drinking all weekend because I was like, you know what? It's kind of a it's kind of a fest season. It's not always fest time, but when it is, when must fest, you know? Yeah, it's got the uh, the old monk on the the bottle. Since 1634. I don't think this is... Well, this might be monk brewed. I don't know. Say, Quality and heritage brewed with uncompromising standards that strictly adhere to the Reinheitsgebot, using only four ingredients, water, hops, yeast, and malt, for nearly 400 years. Did you know that the original uh, Reinheitsgebot only had three ingredients? Oh, really? Yeah. Do you know what ingredient was missing? So, water, hops, yeast, and malt. I'm going to say... So I think yeast needs to be in there. I think water has to be there. Hops? No, it was yeast, because I didn't oh. know yeast existed. Oh, but they, they made bread. Yeah, and they made beer, but they didn't have microscopes. <laughs> okay, so they, they, didn't, <laughs> they didn't know why bread did the thing. Yeah. Okay. They're just like, if I do these things, then this thing happens. And they didn't know the why. Oh, uh, yeah, it pours just this beautiful, like, off-gold... Uh, crystal clear, fluffy white head. Oh, yeah. It smells bready, malty, sweet. Uh, and just tastes like good German beer. Like, why can't, like, our, like, uh, the American lagers taste like this? Why do we I, have know, to have American lagers? I, I don't know. This what? is, like, it's easy drinking, it's full on the palate, but it doesn't make you feel full. You could drink a liter of this and just be a happy-go-lucky oh, yeah. boy. It finishes dry, just like enough bitterness to knock the knock the edge off the sweetness. It's just but fantastic. In America, we came up with Budweiser and Michelob. And you know, those. and they were Germans. Like, they knew better. They knew better. <laughs> yeah. You would think. They knew better. And they chose... Maybe it's a trick. Maybe this is just a trick that German immigrants have played. It might have been a, just a case of they found they decided, like, well, we could sell this swill. Not, and people that's drink it definitely up. possible. Put it on some pretty horses and people drink yeah. it right up. All right. Give me a number. Or I guess, is there anything you want to say about it? I, I spoke a lot about it. 
It's just like a good all-around solid beer. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to give this one an eight. Like, this is just a just very solid lager. Yeah, it's up there. Like, there's a there's a couple I like better. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I love me some Hofbrau, uh, but Paul Aner's delicious. Um, yeah, I'm going to give it an eight and a half. Mm-hmm. really like this beer. There's not... I don't think there's anything you could really improve on it. Yeah, no, no. There's a, there's a reason that Munich lagers have been around for so long. They, they, I they, mean, there's nothing broken here. It makes me a little sad to go back to Modelo. Yeah. A little sad. I still like Modelo, but this mm-hmm. is just leaps and bounds above just pretty much everything. Oh, yeah. All righty. Well, I have a discussion topic for us. Sure. And... It's going to be some more nerd shit, because why not? So the past uh, bit, and we've talked about it a little bit, but I just want to talk about it more, because why the hell not? We've been playing, or the past bit, we've been playing, like, to end out our game nights, we've been playing Sabacc. Oh, yeah. Which is the Star Wars card game. And there are many variants of Sabacc. Um, The... Most common that you'll you'll encounter in this part of the galaxy is probably um, Corellian Spike or Coruscant Shift. Corellian Spike is the one uh, that they teach at uh, Galaxy's Edge at Disney. Mm-hmm. Um, that comes with that deck, and then uh, and it's played with a what is it uh, sixty sixty two card deck, um, and then there is uh, yeah Coruscant Shift is is another one that's played on the Halcyon, and that's also a 62-card deck. Um, and then there's OG Sabacc, which has its roots in Pazak, where you're trying to get to plus or minus 23, um, and that has a 72-card deck. That's a different one, mm-hmm. um, which I think it would be fun to play some, like, OG Sabacc. Um, I just got to get a deck for it. Um, and then there's like the the best hand that you can get. Um, it's called the Idiot's Array. All right. Where it's a zero, a two, and a three. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All in the same. Uh, or yeah, the two and the three. I think have to be the same suit. But All right. yeah, because like it makes twenty three. Oh like. yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, uh, just like I wanted to talk about Sabak a bit. We've been like making credits, playing with different things. Like, what what is it that you like about Sabak? So I like the so there's a, a couple of different versions I've played, and I like the one where it's uh, so there's one of them where like you roll the dice basically at the beginning of the game and like to figure out like what the target number you're going like yep, minus that's, five that's plus five. So yeah, I'll, I'll, why don't I explain the 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 two yeah. most common ones? Uh, Coruscant Shift and Corellian Spike. So I'll start with Coruscant Shift because that's what we were talking about. So at the beginning of the game, um, you roll the shift die. Yeah. And that sets your target value. Um, it's either uh, zero, plus or minus five, or plus or minus ten. And it's one of those. And that is your target number for the game. Right. Um, and then the other one is a suit. And that is like the trump suit mm-hmm. or like the the... The power suit of the game. So if you guys, like, if the target was five, you guys both ended up at five. Whoever had the, the target Whoever suit. has the most of the target yeah. suit to wins. make up yeah. that that five um, wins. So it's and very you're simple. dealt, yeah. uh, I think it's five cards yeah. at the beginning. And then you get to choose which ones you want to keep or not. 
And whichever um, ones you keep is like you have you, to You play. have to use those to make up your number at the end. Yeah. Um, and then you get to shift those uh, those other cards out. Mm-hmm. Um, and then whoever has the closest at the end wins. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's so that's Coruscant Shift. That's uh, what you play on the Disney Star Cruiser um, or the Halcyon. And uh, the other one is Corellian Spike. Corellian Spike is interesting. So you're always going for zero. Yeah. So the target number stays. Um, and you start with two cards. And as as the the play goes, you can trade out cards, you can gain cards, but at the ed- end of every round, you roll the shift die, or yep. the spike die, and if you roll doubles, everyone discards all the cards that they have, and they get brand new cards. Oh, yeah. Which completely throws everything. Yeah, like, you, you could be sitting like, oh, I'm gonna, I'm at a perfect zero. Like I'm yeah, gonna I, I got I got like a Pierce Sabak going on, and all of a sudden the doubles come up and you just like you have you lose your cards, and it's I, I like it because it's very random all of a sudden. Yes, like you could be winning and you just like you're out, now. and then you just spike and you had you had zero and now you have like minus twenty three and you're like what the hell just yeah, happened? And the, like we're, we still have to like figure out the house rules like um, real narrow down. But we've been doing is like we do the betting phase. And then we roll the dice. Yes. So all your bets are locked before the spike oh, yeah. happens, which I think is the best way to do it. I, I, I like it just because like there's the chance in there like that like everything gets thrown like every like everybody gets reset to and like you could like end up like with like plus twenty something the car like, as like your total and like the total the number you want to aim for is zero mm-hmm. and like you could and like the dice could roll and then all of a sudden like you are you win the, the, because the uh, your hand got reset to something good but you got to be willing to take the chance that like uh the dice would uh decide the game right yeah and it's i mean it's what like um is a 1 in 6 chance or something or 1 in 12 i don't mm-hmm. remember what the odds are to roll doubles but yeah so like i i like that version Rolling doubles on two six sided die, and we also uh, did, did a little oh, bit, one and six. Okay. We also did a little discussing uh, like uh, about like something like we're gonna try to do like a New Year's for, uh, game of like we had some quid, pr- some fun like house ideas for what we'll do for that. Yeah, yeah, like having like ship cards or things like that, or so you can bet the ship. Yeah, <laughs> um, do have like a little sabak tournament, oh, yeah. which could be a lot of fun, and it's just been. A lot of fun to just pull up or like pull out a deck mm-hmm. and at the end of the night and just play through like 40 hands. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> While like pushing Star Wars credits around and, and it's pretty easy to pick up. So it is. Um, I've taught a number of people now and within a hand or two, like you get the, you're just like there. I picked up a new, uh, a new deck and it has um, the number of pips on it. So you can just count the pips. Which is nice, and uh, it just feels—it's a little smaller, feels a little mm-hmm. better. So, are there any other like games? Like, so, like, we, not so. I guess this, in this case, this is a one that came from Star Wars, but it was a uh, Pazak was the one that was in Kotor. That yep. was, uh, yep, that was Pazak, where it was to get to uh, positive twenty-three yeah. or minus twenty-three. Are there any other like fictional like board games that you like? There are um, that you like uh, that you think are interesting. Yeah, what was the one in? Uh, was it Name of the Wind? Uh, I I don't remember. It's uh, been a while. 
been a while since I uh, read Name of the Wind, which was I, I remember it being a good book. It was awesome. Um, let's see. Did he ever come out with the the talk or tack? All right, T A K. Mm-hmm. Um, and that one you can buy. Um, there's the other game in. Um, Uh, no, the other game in, uh, was it Dejaric? Um, yeah, Dejaric, which is the, in Star Wars, which is the game that they're playing on the hollow mm-hmm. table, um, where you learn, uh, that Wookiees rip people's arms out of their sockets when they lose. <laughs> oh yeah, that, that was a, a cool one. Yeah. There was a, uh, so there's a book I read called... Called uh, Dragon Anti Poker was the book in the series. Uh, this was fr- by uh, drawing a uh, shoot. I can't remember the name. Uh, I'll, I'll think of the name in a bit. But uh, basically, the, it was like basically a card game called Dragon Anti Poker. And like the, the the main character got stuck, got had to, was forced to play it, but he didn't know the rules. And it turns out the rules to Dragon Anti Poker are obscure and impossible, like to like actually know. Or like uh, for anybody to read the book at least, because it's like, oh, it's a Tuesday. It's the it's like this month, so that means this rule's in play now. Or it's like all just all these random rules that are just like uh, just make up, so you can't like you to learn it would be pretty much impossible. And like I remember, like and so like the way that he wins the game at the end is he, he goes all in and doesn't look at his cards. <laughs> <laughs> you do that in oh, Sabak. Oh yeah. <laughs> Uh, Robert Aspen was the author. Right? <laughs> so yeah, uh, and that, so there's one example. Then there's uh, so Final Fantasy has had a couple of these like uh, card games that they introduced. So like eight, Final Fantasy VIII had uh, Triple Triad, where like and they actually have released like legitimate versions of Triple Triad, where like you like each card has uh, has like arrows. I think was was in Triple Triad, and then like it like, would have like uh, they you would try to like the higher number like what, a higher number card would like trump other cards, so you would play like a, a nine card and you would be able to like take over a couple other cards and like the goal of course is to have the most of that most cards flip to your color. Okay. And then uh, there was a, the Final Fantasy Nine. The follow up to that had a more obscure version uh, called I think that was called Tetra Masters, where you have like a it's now a four by four grid. And uh, so, like, all the cards that you can get, like, have, like, random arrows. Who So, like, you might have, like, a, they're all, like, oh, one monster card might have, like, uh, like maybe it has an up and a right arrow. And the other one would have, like, up, upright, uh, right, bow, down right, and, like, left. And, like, also would have, like, it would have, like, oh, these has a couple, like, uh, there's, like, three numbers and a letter on there. And what do those l- numbers and letters mean? Well, you don't find out in the game. So you just play the cards and then like they'll fight every once in a while. And like if your card loses the fight, it flips over and it'd cause a chain reaction of like anything else that's like it's like arrows are matched up with will like also flip along with it. So it was a it was it was a fun one to play. It was like one of the actually the only like the first time I ever saw Final Fantasy Nine being played, I saw like some of that. It was like this is the coolest thing. I have to get this game. But uh pretty weird uh game and like impossible to play in real life. Yeah. Um, Gwent would be another one. Oh, yeah. That's like one that like really took over from like a. Yeah. Out of uh, out of uh, Witcher. Just like Geralt uh, became like a big fan of Gwent in the game. Like a lot of players got really into Gwent. 
Mm-hmm. And that was and that was a fun one, like a very not too not you don't have to know too much, but just strategic enough. Just strategic enough. Um, yeah, with like you know, kind of like a battlefield and whatever, just very card based and. Um, yeah, that one was good. I'm trying to think if there's any other like um, games that like in-universe games that have really like caught my imagination. I mean, there's like definitely like non-board game games that would be like incredible to play. Like the the battle room from Ender's Game immediately oh, comes yeah. to mind. I um, got I got another one. So this is like. I didn't like I like I, it was a long time before I heard about like Dungeons and Dragons, but like when I used I had cable growing up, so I had watched Dexter's Laboratory, and there was an episode of that where like he gets pulled into and he has to, but he basically like everybody has like these cool characters, but he's forced to play and he's like this like uh, this barefoot hobbit basically, and it's like horrible, and, but like it was like oh this is like a really cool idea for a game like this is so cool like you have characters and you you roll dice and have attacks. And it turns out that was already a thing, and that, that it was just inspired by Dungeons and Dragons. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't really have anything else to add yeah. to this one. So uh, I have another discussion. All right, let's let's hit it. So, like you, you watch a lot of TV shows. I I don't watch as much these days, but like I, I still like will like a, a show will come out. Like I'll watch a binge the whole season. What do you like? Is it what is a point where like a you're a little, in the middle of a season of show and you just like decide to just jump off like I'm abandoning ship like what what makes you do that for a show or do you not abandon ship do you watch it all the way through that is a that is a horrible question to ask me I can count oh uh, it's probably single digit numbers like the the number of shows that I actively like gave up on and oh, just wow. jumped out on Cause like I'll give a bunch of this that I, I even like. I just like well this is this is like a, yeah. I, I don't want to just take the time to watch. The, no, I this. like once once that like story starts, mm -hmm. there's that little part in my brain that I have to like see how the story ends. Mm -hmm. And so I'll watch a lot of shit to go through it. Um, I did jump out of uh, the Walking Dead. Yep. Um, I don't like if they. They like they, they they made any any goodwill just gone like and just it just sucked oh yeah and it was just disappointing and so I had to, I had to bail. Wait, how far in did you get before that happened? Like seven seasons. Oh, so you got way <laughs> further. Yeah, no. Like for me, it was like season three. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. season two, like I I was tempted to hop off, but I stuck around and I stuck for season three, and I then I hopped off. Yep. No, uh, I probably wouldn't have made it as long if I hadn't read the comics and if Matt wasn't watching it as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think if there's like that's that's the one that really pops to mind right away. Um, oh, I did stop watching um, NCIS mm -hmm. after like 17 seasons. Um, Those are just too samey. Well, I just I I got I got physically tired i was just like i can't watch any more of this it's it's been on the air for like 24 years oh, yeah, yeah. like it needs i i can't well i think it can, i think it aired in like 2000 or 2001 like and it's still airing it's still going 
Is Gibb still around? No, I think he left a few seasons back. Cause like he got he, like he was he started off great. No, I think I think the only original cast member, mm, not not no, there are no original cast members from the first season. Oh, uh, well, oh like was, was Proby was McGee there that first season? He may have been. And I know like Ducky had a like Ducky was also getting like was old like at, yeah. at the beginning so like he had to be out like pretty quickly yeah. so I'm assuming like they they kept the, the the glasses like nerd guy that they introduced like in season two or three as like the the guy who was down there yeah I think he's gone too I think they have a completely different corner now oh yeah yeah um, but anyway yeah so that was a whole like that one that one I did dipped out on um, there's been a couple of others that like just. Didn't hold my interest, and it's gotten more frequent. Like Queen's Gambit, I got about halfway through before I just. So, like, what like triggers that for you? Because I'll like at a moment, like it doesn't take much exhaustion. It's um, if it's like too heavy of a show, and I'm just not into that yeah. right now, then I'll then I'll jump ship. Uh, if like they repeat the same story beat more than twice, then I'm out. Like unless like they give it like two seasons between them, like okay, yeah, we can rehash some shit. But so, so do, do you ever like bail and then come back later on, or like when you bail, is it like is are you done with it? No, I've done that a couple of times, uh, mostly with cartoon shows like Archer. To, I bounced off of twice mm-hmm. before I got into it. Yeah. Yeah, like, a, like there's like uh, for me, like I'll just drop a show. Like, it, the, I yeah, don't, like, there's I nothing don't, sacred to you. I don't even need a reason. Like, uh, and like I, I stopped watching Boba Fett, but I didn't stop watching like at the bad parts. I just stopped watching it. Like, I yeah, I don't. I get like there's there's like an implicit contract when I start a show. <laughs> it's hey, I'm gonna give you these hours, and you're gonna give me entertainment. And we both need to uphold our end. And sometimes they fucking don't, and then I'm mad. But I always uphold my end, damn it. <laughs> uh, one of the things that like will also make me will make me bounce off a show is like if like a character like refuses to grow, like actively refuses to grow. No, I, man, I love Sabrina the Teenage. Oh no, I, I, I'm talking about <laughs> Sabrina the Teenage. Like I, I've watched it once. I, I don't need to do it. I, I don't need to like watch another show that does this whole thing where the character just refuses to grow. But that's the best part is everybody around her grows and she stays the same petulant child the entire time. <laughs> and you Poor. just watch them just get more and more exasperated with her. And like she keeps acting the same, but in more and more adult situations. Even Harvey like grew as a person and he had amnesia like almost every episode. Well, until he didn't because, because right, just- right when they went off to college, yeah. like... He he had his mind wiped too many times, and they couldn't wipe his mind anymore. And so then he knew that she was a witch, um, and then they broke up. Uh, but don't worry. Probably like, because, like, his mind was wiped so many times. Yeah, but also, like, you know, they uh, they they run away together at the end, so it's a whole thing. She leaves, uh, I think it's Josh at the altar, and... Yeah, we've because she's kind of the worst. Yeah, we've we've previously we had discussed like it was years ago. I w- still want to do that show. We really want to do like a, a Sabrina the Teenage Witch like watch long uh, podcast. I think it'd be hilarious. The problem is, like, because of the Sabrina character being the way that she is, where she refuses to grow, so yeah. she's always a horrible person. It'd be too. Uh, she's not always a horrible person. Sometimes she's trying to do the right thing, but doesn't listen to all of the words of warning around her. And then the episode ends, and then she's just as bad the next episode. 
Well, yeah, I mean, you're not giving her enough, like, you're not giving her enough credit. She has the power. She gets her witch's license. Eventually. Uh, No, she passes by the end of the season. That's so season two, she gets her. Uh, she has to take the Quizmaster quiz and gets quizzed throughout the season. And then in season three, she uh, she has to figure out the Spellman fam- family secret. Which is that she has a twin. Spoiler alert. Yeah, well, yeah, every Spellman has a twin. And uh, one of them is an evil twin. Yep, and then only like one of them is evil and one of them isn't. And she fails all of the evil twin tests except for throwing the twin down into the volcano. And, you know, the fact of the matter is, she is the evil twin. <laughs> In our fact, that argument could be made. The good twin was made at the move for the betterment of everybody by throwing the bad, the bad twin down. into the <laughs> volcano. <laughs> Did the moral calculus and it was the best option. Yeah. Kind of the unfeeling twin, maybe. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, so, but, like, shows like that. And that was season three. And Man, like, what well, a wild ride. And, like, the, the reason, like, that, like, we decided, like, that we, or, and we still haven't done that uh, show is because uh, it'd be two white guys ragging on. We need a female perspective. Because <laughs> neither of us know what it's like to grow up as a teenage girl as a witch in high school. And it would be episode after episode, like us being like, why is Sabrina doing this dumb stuff and refusing to learn? I don't know, man. I think I think I would defend Sabrina the a lot more. Are way higher when you have access to magic. Or or maybe sometimes they're not that no, high because everything the, the gets stakes reset, are no lower what. because you can just undo everything. There's even an entire episode about her overusing her undo spells so they take them away from her and then dire things happen. <laughs> That's really funny. <laughs> like she causes a thunderstorm indoors by accident because they took away her undo spells. <laughs> but yeah, like, uh, but if any show like does that, like I've seen Sabrina one time, like that is like an immediate thing. Like I, I just can't watch this because like a show. Like, well, the problem is that's the thing. Like, like back in the day for like for a lot of those shows. Was like the, the, you always reset to square one. You all you always had to reset. Reset to square one with sitcoms because somebody could jump in at any point yeah. during the season or during the run, and they had to be able to catch up quickly. Yeah, and like event, like later, eventually they were like a, some like I'm sure there were some shows that were the exception, like where they had to keep have some sort of ongoing storyline that mattered. I mean, they they would have like short arcs, and like they would make changes. Like I mean, Boy Meets World, and even Sabrina the Teenage Witch, like they had overarching things that did change. Yeah. Um, but but they didn't like the, the they, status they like quo. Like it was it was a slow, gradual yeah. change of the status quo changing, just because of the nature of TV at the time. Yeah, and now it doesn't like doesn't matter. Like it's like you can have more like season long arcs. It's a lot easier to do that. Well, and you also have the ability to rewatch things. Think about like the, the height of TGIF oh, in yeah. the '90s, like when we're talking about these specifics, like Boy Meets World, Sabrina. That that specific time, they were never really thought that they were going to be rewatched over and over again. Boy Meets World, in particular, is notorious for having just shit continuity. I think Sean, over the course of the run, has like three different sisters with different names, <laughs> um, two moms, and uh, and all of this stuff, and. 
Uh, the and the biggest retcon of all was that Cory and Topanga were friends as children and like always meant to be. When the first season, they actively hated each other. <laughs> it was this whole thing, and it was just a super easy retcon because hey, nobody's ever going to go back and rewatch. Oh yeah, all of Boy Meets World multiple times in their lifetime. That would be insane. That would be absolutely insane. <laughs> yeah, like there. So I guess what is the most like uh, what is the show that you think you've watched the most times? Oh, How I Met Your Mother, oh, yeah? hands down. Yeah, it's just a comfort watch show. It's one that like I'll throw on and then fall asleep to. Like it's just like good background noise. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I don't really know if I have a show I've watched. Like I know I've seen like, but like it was it's been like over a decade since I probably watched it. But like season one of Heroes, I've, I've seen that multiple. Oh times. man, I remember when that came out. I I watched the first eight like five or eight episodes of that because I got them bootlegged from Lumpy and I was like, oh my God. And then I showed it to people in like groups. And so like we'd sit down and we'd watch like all eight episodes at right. once. And then like I'd do that again because I'm like, oh my God, you guys have to see this show. Yeah, because it was, it was good. It was like nothing we had seen on TV yeah. up to that point. And season one, like that's one of those that I kind of want to revisit at some point, but also I know it'll suck. But like, there's some, there are some solid, like, the, well, like, also the thing is, like, we already know all the twists and the turns that it, it takes, and the fact that like, uh, season two comes around, like, er, like that's season two started like so awesome, so dark. There could have been this awesome stuff, and then the writer strike happened, yeah. and it just fell apart, and like, just whole lines got dropped. And they, yeah, they did a season three, and we lost Journeyman, and I'm mad about it. Yeah. It was a fun time travel show that we got like six episodes of. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, uh, there's, but like, I think probably the show I've seen the most would probably be Firefly. Yeah. I've probably have seen that one season many times. Probably 10 times, actually. I've probably seen the movie four times or four, no, probably five. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen that. I've seen that a bunch. Um, so, yeah. Um, Trying to think if there's any like other ones that I've really like seen a ton of. Not really, no. Yeah. Although there, there. Have, oh, Parks and Rec, I've seen a few times. There's a, been a couple of shows that I probably would have jumped out of if like it wasn't just that the season ended and then there were no more seasons ever made. Oh, absolutely! Like that happens all the fucking. What was time. that? Uh, what was that one show where uh, they they're in the future? And then, but the planet's dying, so they use a time machine to go back to the time of the dinosaurs. Oh my god! Uh, it was like, um, was it like not not uh, the uh, La Brea? Yeah, I th- no, 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 there's, no. La Brea is the more recent thing, like where they go to a pit. But this is like a no, no, no. La Brea, like they went back in time, or they they got sucked into a pit. No, this back is... in time to the time of the dinosaurs. Oh, because like they got sucked. Oh, into you're talking about the other one. Yeah, the older one that was on sci-fi. Where they purposely went back in time. It was on sci-fi, right? Yeah, I think so. Sci-fi. Um... Because yeah, I do like some schlocky sci-fi every once in a while. Terra Nova. Yeah, that was it. Yeah. One season, 2011. Oh, my God. <laughs> Sinners on the Shannons. I forgot about that show. Oh, my God. Oh, I bailed on La Brea. I don't think I made it through the entire first season. I was like, no, nah, I can't. 
or there was a there was a show that actually I probably would have watched all the seasons of if they had ever kept going because it was like a certain it was like a miniseries or a TV show TV TV miniseries that or like a two parter or whatever that they dropped on the Sci Fi Channel, but then like it might it was probably a pilot that didn't get picked up, but it was basically like there was this hotel room like or motel room somewhere. And like, uh, so for some, something happened, so like all the items in this motel room like have like weird properties. They're, so like they're all indestructible items, and like everybody wants to get the key to go to this room because if you use like if you use the key and like any door, you can get to that hotel room. And like so like and like so like he the guy had to like try to collect all the That's items very for some control. Weird oh yeah, it's very control like. But like the guy had to, uh, like he had like all his all his, like, his clothes were dirty at one point in time. So like there was like a change of clothes in the closet. So he put those on, and he gets shot later on. But like since they're the clothes from the hotel room, like they're bulletproof, and like that's not like it doesn't have like it has a special property, but he doesn't know what it is. But like it's just it's also indestructible. So it doubles as being bulletproof. So there was like I remember that being like a fun little fun watch. But it was like one of those things like it was probably a pilot that then they was like we don't want to pick this up, but we're gonna drop it as like drop it as like a special for on Sci Fi Channel or something like that. I like um, short series like mini series oh, and yeah. things like that. Things that have like a beginning. Like the one that popped to mind when you were talking about that one was uh, the James Franco one where he goes, like, into the back door of a diner, like, cooler to, uh, to like, go back to, the, like, the week that Kennedy gets assassinated. Yeah, what, what was that, like, 1961 or 1963, something like that? Yeah, what, uh, well, um, uh, James Franco. That is, oh, uh, 11 Oh, yeah, because it has the full, uh. It has the full, like, date on there. Yep. Yeah, that one, like, I really enjoyed that. Um, I probably would have uh, given up on Man in the High Castle if it hadn't been so long between seasons. Yeah. Because, um, like, parts of that were amazing and parts of that were just atrocious. Because sometimes, like, a, a, sh- a short series, like, the, like well, like, there's the right balance because you can, like, get a lot of story in, but you don't, and you don't have to stretch things out. Which, like, sometimes I'll, like, maybe hop out because things get stretched out too much. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, just, like, sometimes just letting things letting things go mm-hmm. is good. Yeah, I don't know. I don't really have much else to add, I don't think. I, I don't think I do either. Should we get out of here? Yeah, let's do that. All right. All right, guys, if you have any questions, comments, show ideas, or what have you, go ahead and just an email at feedback at blindindustudios.com. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash blindindustudios. You can follow us on Instagram at blindindustudios. And I'll see you guys next week. Bye.